Top of the morning. Today we have a time crunch because of our later start due to Rosh Chodesh. Because I was told very clearly many times by my wife, I cannot be late for the graduation because it's starting exactly at 10.30. My instructions were, try to be there by 10.15. All right, so the topic this morning is fascinating topics in in Hilchos Yontif. And the truth is there are many of them. I wanted to focus on some of the the interesting Halacha Lamaisa applications regarding preparing from day one of Yontif to day two. Or, in the same vein, doing something on Shabbos for after Shabbos. This is what's known as Hachana. Hachana is preparation, which we'll see in a moment, even if you're not doing any Malacha, but if you're doing something that's clearly for after Yontif or for after Shabbos, that is Asr Midirabanin based on Hachana. So, some classic cases. It is later in the afternoon on the first day of Yantif. And I know that we're not going to start the meal this evening, which would be technically the second day of Yantif until very late. I would love to set the table beforehand. Mutter or Asr? Asr. I'm doing preparation on day one for day two. Let's say it's Shabbos. And um, I have to catch a plane right after Shabbos is over. I figure, let me know. I'll, I'll put some things in my suitcase. I'm not doing any malacha. Just packing up my bag. Right, that would be another classic example of a chana, which would be Asr Medirban. And you're doing a real maisa, something that's clear for after Shabbos. How about the following scenario? I have frozen brisket in the freezer. It's day one of Yontif. We're going to be serving this in the evening for day two. Can I take it out of the freezer at some point during the first day, put it on the counter, let it thaw out, and therefore it'll be a lot easier to just put it in the oven once it's officially yantif, second day. Would we assume that that's the same Isr Vachana, or would we say somehow that's different and it's mutter? What would the assumption be? The heart should be the same. You're doing something, namely taking out the frozen meat today on day one with the intention of using it in the evening, which is day two. Another example. Let's say you're having a whole bunch of guys over, yeshiva bachrim, for the night. And you need to have cold soda. Right? You never have soda. But when the boys come over, you serve them soda. So you figured you'll put, you'll put some bottles in the fridge. Again, day one. That by the time it's the evening, for day two, you'll have cold soda. We would also assume that should be problematic. So there's a very fundamental chayyadam. The Chayyadim in Klal Kufnu and Gimel. He writes as follows. We'll, we'll say this outside for the, uh, the sake of time. The Chayyadim quotes from Amogan of Ram and others who say, bringing a bottle of wine from one day of, of Yontav to the next is a problem of preparing. That's Chachana. However, if you have a few factors, then it might be permissible. 
And he says as follows, If what you're doing is not actually creating a state where something is muhan, it's not like I'm setting the table now so when nightfall comes, it's all ready to go, it's prepared. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing something, I'm moving this item from point A to point B. You're not doing a maisa that's making something muhan. So that's one. Number two is, he says, if you're doing it early enough in the day, so it's not clearly recognizable that I'm doing this litzorah halayla, right, that would be factor number two. Factor number three, he says, is that the night that you have in mind is, is still yontif, right, or Shabbos, it's not chol. If you have those three factors, then he says, b'shasad chak, you would be allowed to do hachana. So what are the three factors again? What I'm doing is not really creating a state of something being muhan. It's more of a maisakal. I'm just moving something. Number two is, I do it early enough in the day where it's not recognizable that I'm doing it litzarcha layla. And number three is, the layla itself is, is either yantaf or Shabbos. It's not chol. Then, v'shasad chach, you could be mekel. Not chol. What's muhan? Muhan means it's actually prepared. Oh, so it comes out in these two cases, the case of taking out the frozen meat from the freezer or putting the, the bottles of soda in the fridge. If you do that early enough in the day, on day one, even though your intention is that it should be ready for the night meal, which is day two, according to the Chayyadim, if there's a need, right, let's say... Your wife says, if we keep it frozen up until night, we take it out of the freezer, it's going to be very difficult to cook the brisket. It could delay things another hour. So that's, that's definitely a shasad chak. Those cases would be mutter according to the chayyadim. What's that? Cold soda. Cold soda. Cold soda. The nice for any American, cold soda is letzorach. <laughs> the first word I learned, by the way, you should know, when I went to Israel for the first time, when I was 13, is kerach. <laughs> we went to these places, you know, and they'd serve you warm soda. What is going on? So I learned kerach. In kerach, Okay, so that's one very important uh, idea from the Chayyadim. Application of this would be on... on uh, Shmini But this is his opinion. Yes, but this is Lemaisa quoted by the more contemporary poskim, and this is how we paskin. Shmini going into Simchas Torah. So there the poskim speak about, are you allowed to bring tables and chairs in from the sukkah to have in your house for the night meal? So according to the Chayyadim, what would you say? Yeah, if you bring it in early enough. If you bring it in early enough, that would be permissible. If there's a real tzorach, it's going to be a major tircha trying to schlep everything in the evening. So then you have the, the heter of the chayadam. Can you set the table? Avadanisht. That means I'm doing something that's now muhan. But to bring in the chairs and tables, that would be permissible. Now here's an interesting Shiloh. Let's say it's during Gezintayv. Let's say it's during Bein Hashmashos. The first day of Yantiv is on its way out. It's after sunset, during that twilight zone. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to cook something now for the evening meal? 
And I want to just make one distinction that's very important. When you're cooking something on day one of Yantif for day two, or you're doing any other real malacha, so then that might be an Isr Deiraisa. Because the only leniency to do malacha la'ochal nefesh on Yantif is when you're doing so l'tzorach hayom. I'm doing it for today. If you're cooking on day one for day two, that could be an Isr Deiraisa. However, if you're doing hachana, a non-malacha action, just getting ready, so then usually that's, that's durabana. But how about now during Benish Mashas? So Benish Mashas, we know, has the status of Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Laila, which means it still might be day one of Yontif, but theoretically it might be day two already. It's a Suffolk. So to do any real malacha, cooking, caring, anything like that, we'd likely say that's Asr, because that's potentially a Suffolk Deiraisa. But how about hachana that's a non-malacha? I want to set the table now. I want to clean things up for this evening. That's hachana that would be Deirabanan. Can you potentially say, well, it's Benish Masha, Suffolk Deirabanan Lakula, and you'd be allowed to do hachana. That's a good question. So generally, generally we have the idea that second day yantif we don't treat any different. Mishum zilzil yantif sheni, we don't treat any different. We're, we're, we're going to get to this case about cleaning up for the actual tzarech hayom. We're going to get there. So the the general. Consensus is even doing hachana that's derabanan during benish mashos is still aser, just like any other derabanan. When it comes to doing a derabanan iser on Shabbos, we're not makel during benish mashos. The interesting question though is like this: Let's say I want to, I want to cook water. I'm making myself a, a cup of tea, and I'm doing it during ben hashmashos for ben hashmashos. Right, so sunset took place at 7.30. Now it's 7.35. And I want to cook water to have a cup of tea at 7.35. I'm doing the cooking in order to enjoy that at 7.38. It's all taking place during Vedish Mashas. Is there any more reason to be lenient? What's that? Oh, so you could argue... Okay, okay, good, good kasha. <laughs> good kasha. What's that? The time is about to right, start. Right, exactly. So Meaning right now at 7.35, it might be day. Okay. And when I'm enjoying the cup of tea at 7.38, it might be night. So you could argue, you could argue it's hachana. Because I'm doing malacha during the day for this evening. What's that? Similar question, right? Carrying something to shul. If, if it's during Ben Shmoshos. Same question, right? Yes. So, so there's a very interesting idea that Rabbi Kiva Eger alludes to, which is, could you argue that if you're doing something Ben Hashmashos for Ben Hashmashos usage, that's a svek sveka, meaning like this. Maybe right now, it's 7.35, sunset was at 7.30. Maybe right now it's already Lila. It's nighttime, and therefore whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it 
for this yontif, no problem. Even if he were to argue that it's not yet night, it's still day, but maybe the malacha that I'm doing is during the day, and when I benefit from the malacha, it's also during the day. So you could potentially argue there's a svek sveka to say that it should be permissible. Right, so this is an interesting question we find in the post Maybe it's day. What's that? No, I'm saying the two svekas. Maybe right now it's night. If it's night, then I'm for sure good. I'm doing malacha for this yontif. And even if you were to say that right now it's day, but it could be that my malacha and my, my benefiting from the malacha is also during the day. So halacha lemais, we paskin as follows. Shlomo Zalman writes this in a tshuva, that when it comes to hachana, where there's no malacha involved, you're allowed to rely on this, this basic rationale. If you're doing preparation for right now, during Bein HaShemashos, for Bein HaShemashos, it's permissible. But when it comes to any real malacha like cooking, even during Bein HaShemashos, for Bein HaShemashos, is something we try to avoid. It's three sveikas, because Yom Tov itself, two days is two sveikas. Right, I'm not sure we view it like that, though, in halacha to say it's tamasofik. That's the, like what Avi was asking. Okay, here's, here's a common case that's brought up. I, uh, I bring my talis to shul. I bring my sh- regular Shabbos. I bring my talis to shul, and when shul's over, I want to bring it back home. When do you plan on using that talis again? Not till next Shabbos. This is my Shabbos talis. So are you allowed to bring your talis home after davening? Assuming there's an Eruv, right? So that would be a way out. But in this case where I'm not thinking of any kind of a trick, I just want to bring my talis home. Is that a violation of hachana for after Shabbos or for the next Shabbos? Or a similar question would be, I'm sitting in shul and um, I have 15 different svarim open as I'm learning be'iyun and Shabbos is almost over, it's almost time for mariv, and now I'm done. Can I put my svarim away? I'm not, nor is anyone else going to use these svarim before Shabbos is over. So really I'm putting them away for after Shabbos. Or after Mincha, I have my sitter. I want to put my sitter back in the shelf. That's not going to be used until Mariv. Right? All similar questions. So what's, what's the heter, huh? Close the door. To have a clean space. Okay, you could argue if you're doing it right now that things should feel neater. That could be a heter. We'll get to that conversation in a moment about washing dishes, right? However, there's a very fundamental um, idea that we find from Shlomo Zalman Arbach. Shlomo Zalman says, if you're putting something back in its place, you're not going out of your way. This is just the normal way of using this item. So that's not, that's not considered preparing for after Shabbos, even though technically speaking, I'm not going to use it again until Shabbos is over. That's not a maisa hachana. I'm just putting it back where it belongs. I'm just, I'm being a menshlif. This is normal. So to bring your talis home would be permissible. To put the svarim back on the shelf would be permissible. And therefore obligatory, right? Another interesting example is, according to this logic, when somebody brushes his teeth on Shabbos in a permissible way, 
So, what do you usually do with the toothbrush after you're done brushing your teeth? Right, you just run it under the water, right? You might put it in the alcohol or something. Most people don't do that. I don't know. That's a, that's, you're more hygienic than most. At least you're running under the water, right? So, is that a problem of preparing for after Shabbos? Let's say I'm brushing my teeth Shabbos afternoon after Shalashudas, right? My dentist said you should make sure to continue brushing five times a day, as we all do, right? But I'm not going to brush again until after Shabbos is over. Is that hachana? So, Rosh Hashanah would say, no, that's just how you brush your teeth. You brush your teeth and you rinse it off and you put it back. It's interesting, Ramoshan and Tshuva actually says when it comes to brushing your teeth, that if you know you're not going to use the toothbrush again on Shabbos, then you bedavka shouldn't wash it off. Right, so there might be a subtle machlokis here between Ramosha and Rosh Zalman. But Lamaisa, it seems that the, the prevalent minig in this area is like Rosh Zalman. If this is how you use something, putting it back is not considered preparing for the next day. In general, with the all Shabbos long, everything you use and took out is going to be put away. Can you put out your tongue on Shabbos? Your whole, you know, everything you ever touched and did would be sitting out on Shabbos, well, the question is, right, when, when you're putting something away, oftentimes you could argue there's a use for right here and now. Either because I might use it again, so I have to know where it is, or even if I'm not going to use it again, you know, things look cluttered. Now, this is really based on a, on a mugan of rum and shin base. feel bad today we're doing most of our discussion outside of the Marmacomos, but... Um, Okay, at least we had them in front of us, right? There's a Mangan of Raman Shin base that says as follows. He says, making beds on Shabbos, if you're doing so for after Shabbos, is a problem. Now, when he speaks about making beds, he doesn't mean in the way that we commonly think about it. What does making a bed look like? You wake up in the morning and you make your bed. What he was talking about is you're making your bed ready to go to sleep. So, Friday night, obviously, to make your bed ready to go to sleep is not a problem. But at some point on Shabbos, if you're making your bed ready to sleep in after Shabbos, then that would be hachana. There's no malacha, but that would be hachana medirbanan. However, he says, if the reason why you're fixing up the bed is because it just looks messy right now during Shabbos, then even though you have no plans on taking a nap, but you're allowed to fix it up so it should look nice and masudar on Shabbos. Right? You see these pictures of Gedolim, you know, in Bnei Brak, right? So the mice of their whole house. You have one little room. You got the table here with the svarim and the bed right behind you. So then Avada, you have the heter of the Magan of Ram. Right? You have to make it look nice for Shabbos. Question is, how far can we extend this rationale? So the, the common question is when it comes to washing dishes. Are you allowed to wash dishes Friday night if they may be used sometime Shabbos? Of course. Do I have to know exactly how many people? And No. As long as the, these things may be used for Shabbos, washing them is not a problem. But let's say after Shabbos lunch, knowing full well that we're not using the china any other point in time during Shabbos, is there any heter to wash those dishes? Oh. 
So that's a great question, right? Really, we have a set of 24. And we only used five dishes this evening, right? Friday night. So I now have two options. I could just leave those dirty and use more clean dishes tomorrow for Shabbos lunch. But I'd rather not do that. Then I have more to wash after Shabbos. Poskim say you are permitted to wash the dishes you used and to use them again. Because the bottom line is that's not hachan alach for after Shabbos. I'm, what I'm doing right now is preparing for Shabbos lunch. Right, but after Shabbos lunch, where you know, I'm definitely not using these again until after Shabbos, generally, it would be also to wash those dishes. Now, what some people do is they actually have a basin of like warm, soapy water that they put out before Shabbos. So Friday night, you have warm, soapy water. Saturday, right, you have lukewarm, soapy water. <laughs> What's that? A little dirtier. Okay, a little bit dirtier. Question is, am I allowed to take the dishes from the Shabbos table and just put them in the basin of warm, soapy water? So the answer is yes. Why? Because even though I'm doing that so they don't, they're not harder to clean after Shabbos, but I'm not doing any extra maisa of hachana. There's nothing more that I'm doing that would be viewed as, oh, this is a, an action of getting ready for after Shabbos. I have to clean the table, so I'm putting them in the basin. Or you, you, you could open the dishwasher, right? Assuming lights don't go on, usually they don't. You could put them in the dishwasher. Because there, you're just putting them away. I have no chiyub to leave them on the table, because right now I need the table clean. This is a covered Shabbos. So to put them away is not problematic. I happen to be placing them in a situation where it's going to be easier for me after Shabbos. That's not a problem. Subtle distinctions. Hundred percent. So it depends. It depends on, on what the situation is. So, for example, right, there are many factors. How big? How deep is your sink? Right. In our new kitchen, we have like a trough, right, which makes it harder to be makele in these types of things. You can put like you know, twenty-eight dishes inside there. You don't even notice them. But if you have many dishes and they're going to be all over the kitchen, then obviously my cleaning of the dishes, or at least trying to put them away, is for right here and now. Then my kitchen shouldn't look messy on Shabbos. But theoretically, you could argue, so just put them in the dishwasher, or open up the oven and put them there. Why am I washing them right now? Right, theoretically, I, I could put them in many places to make sure my, my kitchen is clean without doing a maisa hachana. Oh, oh, so, so. I mean, this is a different thing to do a whole act of washing a dish for a 
What a what a chashav at tzibur. What a chashav at tzibur. This is this is a question that was posed in the Orcho Shabbos, Rav Rubin Shlita, and this is the answer that he gave. Right? What a chashav at tzibur. He he asked the question in a footnote. He says, "Why can't you argue according to Shlomo Zalman's logic that just like you're allowed to take home your talis and put away a safer, you're allowed to wash your dishes? That, that's how you use dishes. You use them, you eat from them, you bring them to the kitchen, you, you wash them off, right?" Right, so the answer he gives is, you have to understand of Shlomo Zalman a little bit deeper. If Shlomo Zalman was saying, we don't view your bringing home the talus or putting the toothbrush under the water as a maisa hachana because you're not doing any real maisa of preparing. It's almost like without thought, this is how you do it. When it comes to washing dishes, he writes, you know, you're going to be standing there for 15, 20 minutes scrubbing off the dishes, even though, true, you generally do that when you're done with the meal, but you can't argue that if Shlomo Zalman would say, that's not hachana. Now, if there's any need for those dishes being clean right here and now, right, some of the classic cases would be, if I leave them dirty, uh, ants are going to come. So that means I need to wash them off now. Right? Or if I don't have a place to put them, to get them out of, out of the way, and therefore they're going to be sitting there and, and making the kitchen look messy. That could be another heter. But this is a subtle, a subtle swara that one has to be honest with him or herself, right? We're not going to get into the topic of washing dishes that the issues with squeezing and drying. I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're doing it in a totally permissible way, right? So, right, so if, if when you're putting them in the dishwasher, right? Let's say I don't have any basin ready for before Shabbos. And therefore, but I don't want them out, so I'll put them in the dishwasher. When I'm putting them in the dishwasher, you have to be careful, first of all, to avoid borer issues, because you have different types of dishes all mixed together, and that you're separating them to put in their particular place. That could be a problem with borer. Um, usually, the best way to do it is, as you're clearing off the table, and this is kind of normal, you take smaller dishes together and you have a pile of those. And then you have the bigger dishes and you bring those in. And then when you want to put them away, you just take from the whole pile and put them away. There's one very interesting question, though, that Rishlomo Zalman brings up, which is, let's say I'm not washing dishes now just to make it easier for after Shabbos, but I know that right now the cholent, it's still a little bit moist, and it's easier to clean off the dishes or the cholent pot itself, assuming you don't use one of those plastic bags in the cholent. But if I wait till after Shabbos, it's going to be crispy and caked on. It's going to be a lot harder to work with. So is there any heter as follows? I take my cholent pot, put it in the sink, put some soap, and turn on the water. Now, I'm not going to sit there and scrub it to make it clean. But what I'm doing is... I'm being monea, I'm preventing it from getting to a point where it's going to be more difficult later on. Can you argue that that's not really hachana? You're just preventing some level of, of, of real tircha after Shabbos. Similar, you might argue, to, you know, we know that there's no problem of preparing when you're putting things back in the fridge. Friday night, I know we're not going to touch this uh, olive dip again for the rest of Shabbos. Can I put it back in the fridge? Yes. 
Why? So first of all, Shlomo Zalman would say, that's just a normal process. You put things back in the fridge. That's not a maisachana. And we also have another idea, which is, there's no mitzvah to be mafsid momon. You don't have to lose out because of this iser der banan Chazal never said you have to lose because of this. So if it's going to get spoiled by sitting out all night, of course you're allowed to put it back in the fridge. What's that? It's a need for now, you mean? To avoid it getting spoiled. To avoid it getting spoiled. Yes, yeah. You could argue, though, even though it's, I'm not going to be eating it now, and I'm only going to be eating it after Shabbos, but that, that's not a problem. So that clearing off by Shabbos. Okay, we're going to get there in a second. Yes, good one. But when it comes to the cholin pot, could you argue... I'm not getting it ready for after Shabbos. I'm just preventing a loss, so to speak. It's not going to destroy the, the cholin pot, but it's going to make my life a lot more difficult. Rishon Mazalman says, Efsher, Efsher, that's, that's permissible. Ramosha, though, was not, was not sold on that svara. And Ramosha held that even cleaning something off when it's a little bit more moist to avoid it getting caked on would still be a problem of a chana. Yeah, so, so one, one eight so that everyone agrees to, the Noda Behuda says this, as do others, is if there's some level of harama, where I'm not doing an action of preparing for after Shabbos or after Yantif, I, I take all the dishes, I put them in the sink, and then I could wash my hands in the sink, or I could wash off something that I might be using on Shabbos, and allow the water to run, and at least get on to the other dishes. Right, to, exactly, to, to prevent it from getting caked on. That's for sure permissible. Regarding shalashudas, can we clean up after shalashudas? So, what would you say? So, on one hand, you could argue, if you're doing that for after Shabbos, so then that's a chama. That's asr. If you're still in this area, and you're using the space... Right, then you could argue, we're cleaning off the table because we're going to be staying here at the table schmoozing, and therefore we want it to be nice. Now, in, in a shul setting, where we're eating shalashudas in this room, and we're all going to go back and daven marv in the shul, right? So then is there any heter for cleaning up for shalashudas ever going back into the shul? What's that? Cover to the shul. Okay. It's a good svara. What's that? Oh, so if, if the people who are cleaning up, the first thing they do is say, Right? Now there's no problem. So theoretically, you could do that, and then you clean up, right? For people to, to throw away their own plate is not a problem, because that would be under the basic framework of Rishlam Zalman. Well, my see, you have a plate that's disposable, Unless you're a teenager, the normal thing is when you're done, right, you take it, you throw it in the garbage, and, and that's, that's normal. So that would be fine. To like actually take the whole tablecloth and, and, and remove things, if we're not going to be using this area at all, then there doesn't seem to be a great hetter. If one would do that, he should say, Baruch HaMavdu first. That's it. But Rabbi, if everybody is from plastics, like right now, we just take mm-hmm. the whole plastic and throw it in the... So we should encourage maybe... There won't be no doubt. Right, the truth is, when we have musical Havdalah, yeah. especially when it's earlier and we have a lot of you know, mothers and children coming in, they're coming into the shul as soon as, as, soon as Shabbos is over. Mm-hmm. And, and they're getting situated and, and sitting down. So then you could argue, cleaning off after Shalashudas would be totally permissible. 
because they're going to be using this space right here and now. They don't want to be sitting with, with leftover, you know, challah rolls and, and tuna. But they're using it for after Shabbos. Well, but, but they're here right now. The question is, if I'm cleaning off the table for us to be sitting here in this moment, then it's not about doing it la'acher Shabbos. It's for our, our enjoyment right now. Uh, meaning those, for, for them it's not Shabbos anymore, you want to argue. For the ladies coming in, so it depends. If you said Baruch HaMavdil, right? I'm saying, so before someone benches, it's for sure Shabbos. Once they bench, if they say Baruch HaMavdil, then it's, it's Oish Shabbos. It's no longer a problem. Um, okay, one last case, and we'll call it a day here, so we're not late for the graduation. Case would be, first day of Yontif. Um, I allowed two to do as follows. We're having three people over for the Suda on Yontif. Right? On lunchtime. So what I want to do is make 10 pans of chicken. Why do we need 10 pans of chicken? Because really, we're going to have 30 people this evening. But I have to cook anyway for, for Yontif lunch. Can I make 10 pans of chicken now? And the answer is a resounding, yeah. sir, Because you're doing extra malacha that's not needed for today. Right? However, if you have one big pan of chicken, I'm not going to use by my 9 by 13, I'm going to use my, you know, 47 by, by 89 and fill it up. So then, the Mechaber in Tav Kof Gimel writes, that's mutter. Why is that mutter, even though we know for sure we're not going to be eating all that chicken now, and most of it's going to be saved for later this evening? Because when it comes to chicken or meat, anything that has juice, right, shalmunus, then the more you have, the better it tastes. It's being mishabeach, every piece of chicken. So ultimately, I know I'm not going to be eating 30 pieces right now. We're only going to be having three. But because it's all the same pan, and it's something like chicken or meat, where the more you have, the more gishmak tam there is, that would be permissible. Right? To, Okay, so that's a good question. Let's say I want to make a few different pans, not of the same chicken. But this one we're going to have, you know, the healthy grilled chicken. And this pan we're going to have the schnitzel. This one will have something else. And I know for, for lunch, we'll have a few pieces of this, a few of this and a few of that. And the vast majority is going to be saved for this evening. So the halacha there would be, as long as each pan you're actually going to be eating from for Shabbos, for Yontif lunch, that would be permissible. Right? So you can't have two pans of the same thing because that's not adding or enhancing anything about the here and now. But if you have a few different pans and a few different kugels and you're going to be using them also for, for, for Yontif lunch, even though the reason I made a 9 by 13 is for, the, for this evening, that would be okay. Right. Okay, some of the, uh, the halachos here of Wishing everyone a wonderful day.